Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Security from Wired. How Russia's invasion triggered a U.S. crackdown on its hackers. The Biden White House is using all of the levers of national power to counter or preempt cyber attacks by Russia's most dangerous hacker groups. By Andy Greenberg. Since Russia launched its full-blown invasion of Ukraine in late February, a wave of predictable cyber attacks has accompanied that offensive, striking everything from Ukrainian government agencies to satellite networks with mixed results. Less expected, however, was the cyber counteroffensive from the U.S. government, not in the form of retaliatory hacking, but in a broad collection of aggressive legal and policy moves designed to call out the Kremlin's most brazen cyber attack groups, box them in, and even directly disrupt their hacking capabilities. Over the past two months, President Joe Biden's executive branch has taken more actions to deter and even temporarily disarm Russia's most dangerous hackers than perhaps any previous administration in such a short space of time. U.S. countermeasures have ranged from publicly pinning the blame for distributed denial-of-service attacks targeting Ukrainian banks on Russia's GRU military intelligence agency to unsealing to indictments against the members of notorious Russian state hacker groups, to undertaking a rare FBI operation to remove malware from network devices that GRU hackers had used to control a global botnet of hacked machines. Earlier this week, NSA and Cyber Command Director General Paul Nakasone also told Congress that Cyber Command had sent hunt-forward teams of U.S. cybersecurity personnel to Eastern Europe to seek out and eliminate network vulnerabilities that hackers could exploit in both Ukraine and the networks of other allies. Together, it adds up to a concerted, coordinated campaign to use all of the levers of national power against an adversary, says J. Michael Daniel, who served as the cybersecurity coordinator in the Obama White House, advising the president on policy responses to all manner of state-sponsored hacking threats. They're trying to both disrupt what the adversary is doing currently, and to also potentially deter them from taking further, more expansive actions in cyberspace as a result of the war in Ukraine. Daniel says compared to the Obama administration he served in, it's clear the Biden White House has decided to take a far faster and harder-hitting approach to countering the Kremlin's hackers. 
He attributes that shift to both years of U.S. government experience dealing with Vladimir Putin's regime and the urgency of the Ukrainian crisis, in which Russian state hackers pose an ongoing threat to Ukrainian critical infrastructure and also networks in the West, where Kremlin hackers may lash out in retaliation for sanctions against Russia and military support for Ukraine. The Russians have made it pretty clear that signaling and small steps are not going to deter them, says Daniels. We've learned that we need to be more aggressive. The Biden administration's ratcheted up response to Russian cyber attacks began in mid-February before Russia had even launched its full-scale invasion. In a White House press conference, Deputy National Security Advisor Ann Neuberger called out Russia's GRU for a series of -of denial-of-service attacks that had pummeled Ukrainian banks over the prior week. The global community must be prepared to shine a light on malicious cyber activity and hold actors accountable for any and all disruptive or destructive cyber activity, Newberger told reporters. Coming just days after the GRU's attacks, that rebuke represented one of the shortest ever windows of time between a cyber operation and a U.S. government statement attributing it to a particular agency, a process that has often taken months or even years. Last month, the Department of Justice unsealed indictments against four individual Russians in two state-linked hacker groups. One indictment named three alleged agents of Russia's FSB intelligence agency, who are accused of belonging to an infamous hacker group known as Berserk Bear, or Dragonfly 2.0, that engaged in a years-long hacking spree that repeatedly targeted critical U.S. infrastructure, including multiple breaches of power grid networks. A second indictment put a name to another highly dangerous hacking campaign, one that used a piece of malware known as Triton or Trisis to target the safety systems of the Saudi oil refinery Petrorabic, potentially endangering lives and leading to two shutdowns of the refinery's operations. The Justice Department pinned that attack on a staffer at the Kremlin-linked Central Scientific Research Institute of Chemistry and Mechanics, known as Tsinikum, in Moscow, along with other unnamed co-conspirators at the same organization. At the same time, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Justice Department, and FBI were taking on a third Russian state hacker group even more directly— In February, CISA first issued a warning that a GRU hacking group known as Sandworm, with a track record that includes everything from triggering blackouts in Ukraine to the release of the NotPetya malware that inflicted $10 billion in damage worldwide, had assembled a botnet of hacked network devices, along with guidance on how to detect and remove the malware, known as Cyclops Blink. When that advisory led to only a 39% drop in the number of devices the botnet hijacked, the FBI took the rare step of actually impersonating the hacker's communications to its command and control machines, sending commands to remove the hacker's malware from those devices, and thus cutting off Sandworm's access to at least part of its botnet. The specific targeting of those three hacker groups, the FSB-linked Berserk Bear hackers, the Tsinikum hackers allegedly behind Triton, and GRU-linked Sandworm group, shows how the U.S. government is intentionally taking actions to deter and disable the Russian hackers who present the greatest threat of not mere espionage or cybercrime, but targeted, disruptive cyber warfare, says John Holtquist, who leads threat intelligence at the security firm Mandiant, and has tracked all three groups for years. At a time when the U.S. is bracing for potential cyber attacks from Russia, the Department of Justice has specifically indicted two of these actors and carried out an operation against the third, says Holtquist. Those are the actors that have the history and proven capability for disruptive and destructive attacks. 
That's why operations have been and should be focused on those actors. The Biden administration has moved carefully in its support of Ukraine to avoid any military action that could escalate into a full-blown conflict between Russia and NATO, providing Ukraine with weapons and aid, but taking no active part in its fighting. Even as the U.S. government carries out more active countermeasures in the cyber realm, those measures seem calculated to fall well below any threshold for escalation, says Jacqueline Schneider, a fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institute who focuses on escalation in cyber conflicts. If you look at what the U.S. is providing in terms of support to Ukraine, a Javelin missile is always going to be more of a violent means than cyber, Schneider says. I'm very optimistic that what the U.S. is doing is not going to lead to violent retaliation, and I also think that it is not going to be related to any escalation in the cyber domain. If Russians are going to use a cyber attack, it's because the Russians want to use a cyber attack. The looming question is whether the executive branch's countermeasures will be enough to deter or restrict the Kremlin's most brazen cyber attack groups. But Daniel, the former Obama cyber advisor, argues that they will at least have some effect, that the costs they impose on Russia's hackers are worth the price for the U.S., even if that includes a low risk of escalation and the more significant risk of revealing sensitive intelligence sources or methods. They have to spend time and money rebuilding their infrastructure, and it's time and money they're not spending on disruptive activity, Daniel says. Even if we're forcing them to use different tradecraft, to be slower, to be more cautious, then that's an effect, right? And it reduces their operational capacity and their operational effectiveness. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.